Welcome to the greatest podcast in sports betting entertainment. My name is Tanner Kern. I'm a certified G and a bona fide stud, and you can't teach that. And this right here, this is G Money Grant Mitchell. We're talking NFL futures today, and you can't teach that. Bada boom, man of the people in the room, wearing the Joe Burrow jersey. How you doing? Welcome in to Ride the Line. Welcome in to Ride the Line, everybody. If you guys have not been tuned in to the last few weeks of episodes, then you have been missing out because, Tanner, we work in the sports betting industry. Let's give the people a little breakdown here. If you are betting on traditional odds right at the middle point, minus 110, you need to hit about 52.5% of your bets to break even. You go anything over that, you're making money. 55% above, you're a really good sports better. Over the last few weeks, ever since the show started, I've hit 58% of my bets on the show. Tanner has hit 62.5%. We are literally putting money in your pocket. So if you're not subscribed to the channel, you're not just hurting our feelings. You're hurting your own bottom line. So you know what to do. Hit that subscribe button. You just have to touch a button. This isn't hard. If you're an American, if you're a true American, like just touch the damn button. This is not rocket science. Like we stormed the beaches in Normandy. Okay, we stormed the damn beaches in Normandy, the greatest generation. We climbed the freaking walls and the hills and we went to Korea and we went to freaking Vietnam and all these places and we won and we won. And if you can't touch a button for our ancestors, you have a problem. So touch the damn subscribe button, smash it, I should say, and let's go to work. Let's go to work. And we are going to work in these NFL futures markets because today, as per usual, this Friday show is all about the NFL. We rounded out our division previews last week. So now we are going to be talking about the players that make up those teams. And we're going to go through the different markets. And the biggest market, as we all know, is the MVP. Now, I'm about to share some odds with you guys. These are all from BetMGM. If you guys want to get yourself up to $1,000 and prizes from a BetGM promo code. Go on over to WSN.com, the World Sports Network. Hit that BetMGM promo code. It will take you to their site, and you will have the opportunity to win that $1,000 in prizes with your first bet. According to BetMGM, the NFL MVP odds for the next season, number one, Patrick Mahomes, the reigning MVP, reigning Super Bowl champion, he's at plus 650. After that, you've got Joe Burrow, plus 650 as well. Josh Allen, plus 750. You got Justin Herbert at plus 900. Jalen Hurts at plus 1,000. Trevor Lawrence, Lamar, Rodgers, Tua after that. Um, Some notable names that are lower down on the list. They still have Russell Wilson in the top 15, which I do think is kind of interesting. Trey Lance, same odds as Russell Wilson as well. So they're expecting he gets that starting spot over Brock Purdy. Uh, There's there's a couple interesting names on here. Definitely that BetMGM is uh, putting up on the board. But Tanner, who are you looking to on this list as the guy you think could win the MVP this year? Well, I'm definitely not looking to to uh brock purdy or freaking trey lance or any of those guys you know who i'm looking to grant who is it general joseph lee burrow general joseph lee burrow first off the mvp has become the most valuable quarterback so we got to figure that out just lay that out there it's the most valuable quarterback so if you're not looking at quarterback for this award you probably are just donating money at this point based on the results in the past seasons but i like general joseph lee burrow the thing about the cincinnati Bengals is they're putting a good offensive line in front of him and that's making the difference if you give this time if you give this guy time to step up in the pocket he's going to pick apart defenses especially with the receiving crew that he has 
one being Jamar Chase, right? They have Tyler Boyd. They have T. Higgins. They have a very good tight end. They have a very good running back in Joe Mixon. They have a lot of guys that can make plays. And also another factor that comes into this is their defense. Their defense is really good. So that's going to propel them to being one of the top teams in the AFC. It's also going to give Joe Burrow a lot more chances to make plays because the defense is going to get three and outs and get him back on the field. So I love Joe Burrow. I don't necessarily love the value at plus 650 on BetMGM. I think there's better places to find it. Um, and that's why you should line shot, but I do like Joe Burrow to get the job done. I 100% agree with everything you said. I do think that this could be the Bengals year uh, to win the Super Bowl, at least, you know, now I want to say their year because they've already beaten the Chiefs in the championship, but another season in which they could do that. Maybe their season to get the number one seed. And if they do do that, if they can beat the Chiefs in the regular season, I know that's not what it's about in the long term, but as far as the MVP goes, you get the number one seed against a dynasty like the Chiefs. That's really going to help you in the, in the futures markets, the MVP markets. And if that does happen, it means Joe Burrow had a sensational year. So that would definitely go a long way to helping them. A couple of these guys at the top, though, like Mahomes, I love Mahomes. I think he's the best quarterback in the league. He just had 5,200 yards and 45 touchdowns last season. He's already thrown for 5,000-plus yards multiple times, has a 50-touchdown season on his resume, won the MVP two times in his first five years of starting. I think there's going to be some voter fatigue. I don't think they're going to give it to him again. And again, I do think he's the best quarterback in the league, but I don't think he's going to win it again unless he has some – totally record-breaking season Josh Allen at third Tanner we've talked about on the show we still we've lost some faith in Josh Allen we kind of think he is what he is at this point also the Bills just seem to be going downhill there's the there's the chaos with the relationship of Stephon Diggs Brian Dable's not there etc cetera, etc cetera. if I'm looking for value lower down even though Burrow is also my pick I think you've got to look at Trevor Lawrence I think the Jags partially because they played an easy division but also because they're just getting better this is a team that could win 12 13 games and if they do that it's going to be Doug Peterson coach of the year or Trevor Lawrence MVP pick your poison there uh Lamar Jackson could be in for a bounce back but I still don't like the odds I think a plus 1600 there's a little too much juice on that um and then Justin Fields plus 1800 this is another pick that I am also fading I understand the hype on Fields but I think it's it's way too much I still don't even think you should be in the top 15 maybe even the top 20 for MVP odds yeah, Justin Fields ain't going to do anything. He's going to run all over the field and score some touchdowns, but they're not going to be good. Lamar Jackson doesn't play in every game, so he's soft. Let's see here. Trevor Lawrence, I don't mind that pick. Um, I think there's going to be some voter fatigue with Mahomes as well. And then Josh Allen is making out with Haley Steinfield and the island, so I think he's not focused on football right now. He doesn't need to be focused on football. It's the offseason. Letting him, let him enjoy himself. He led the league let's in enjoy this offensive – what? He led the league in turnovers a year ago, too. So I, I would be focused on football if I was him. Well, I'm focused now. That's the MVP. I'm focused on the offensive player of the year. Let's go ahead and look at the odds over here. Number one, Jamar Chase, plus 1,200. Tied with Justin Jefferson, also plus 1,200, guy who won it last year. After that, you've got Christian McCaffrey, Tyree Kill, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Cooper Cup, Nick Chubb, Garrett Wilson, Fields, Mahomes, Allen. It's interesting to see quarterbacks ahead of – like Mahomes is number one in odds for MVP, but he's like 10th in offensive player of the year. The whole relationship between the two is kind of interesting. Um, you went first last time, so I'll tell you my pick here. And I will acknowledge this is entirely contingent upon his health, but I do think Christian McCaffrey is in for a great a great shot at this award, partially because I don't love some of the players at the top of this list. Jamar Chase, I think, is the obvious, but he's the favorite, so I don't want to go with him. Justin Jefferson won't win it two years in a, in a row. Tyree Kill had the best season 
season of his career last year and he wasn't he didn't win it um cooper cups coming back from an injury nick chubb's team isn't going to be good enough garrett wilson i think the jets are severely overhyped christian mccaffrey is really the only one amongst those favorites that i know without a shred of doubt is going to be on a good team and he's going to be the sole reason that team does good he's going to rack up a ton of yards in that offense has to stay healthy that's always the case with him but if he does i think he has a great shot yeah, I like this pick out of you, Grant. I think it's either going to be Christian McCaffrey or Jamar Chase. I wouldn't go with Justin Jefferson again, as you were saying, but I do think Jamar Chase is in for a huge year. I'm going to go with him because I think at least if you take Joe Burrow to win the MVP and Jamar Chase to take offensive player of the year, I think you at least get one of those guys uh, to the finish line there. So Jamar Chase, he can make all the plays, all of the field. He is their best receiver. He gets open no matter if he's being double teamed and he has a great connection with his quarterback, Joe Burrow. So no brainer there for me to take that. And the sports books, uh, if you look at the projected the lines for their receiving totals, they've got Chase slightly ahead of Justin Jefferson. So that's another reason, you know, if you do like Burrow and the Bengals this year, maybe you want to go with Chase. Like you said, though, I don't think both Burrow MVP and Chase OPOY happen in the same year. It's almost like you're hedging against one another if you're taking both of them. Yeah, I agree. I think one will win. I mean, they both could technically both could win, I guess, if they they just go out, win the Super Bowl and just play outside their minds right but I think it's safe that one's gonna get there I mean Joe Burrow is my favorite quarterback in the NFL right now I love him I think Patrick Mahomes isn't gonna win because of voter fatigue and it's gonna be hard for him to continue to match what he's doing year after year stat wise he's still gonna win but uh, I think Joe Burrow steps into that role and if Joe Burrow has a good year it means Jamar Chase is gonna have a good year Agreed. DPOY, top of this list, we got Micah Parsons, guy who looked like he was going to win it for most of last season. Nick Bosa makes a big comeback in the last four to six weeks of football. He ends up winning it. Second in the odds, Parsons is at plus 650, by the way. Right behind him at plus 700 is Miles Garrett, and right behind that at plus 750, the guy who won it in 2021, TJ Watt. Got a little bit of separation. Then you get down to the reigning champion at plus 1,100, Nick Bosa. Sauce Gardner also tied with him at plus 1,100. What a rise for Sauce Gardner going into his second year. After that, you've got Max Crosby, Aaron Donald, Aiden Hutchinson, another young guy up there. Chris Jones, who I do think has been underappreciated throughout his tenure in, in Kansas City. Brian Burns, that's a guy who's climbing the charts in Carolina. Hassan Reddick coming off of a historic season with the Eagles. Quinnen Williams, Joey Bosa. Um, further down the list, just looking at some other names, Von Miller at plus 6,000, Shaq Leonard at plus 8,000, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick at plus 10,000. That's a guy who got a vote for the award last year. Who do you like in this one, Tanner? I like Micah Parsons. I like Micah Parsons. This is an interesting market in the sense of I don't see a lot of guys that have defensive player of the year capabilities at the top of the list, right? I think Micah Parsons has a good chance to do it. I think TJ Watt's going to be okay, but again, this, his team's not going to be super good. I think they win nine games and they go nine and eight, and Mike Tomlin stays above 500, but I don't know if the team's going to be that great. And I do think their offense is going to stick them in some difficult spots on defense, which might hurt his chances. Uh, and then, you know, I like Sauce Gardner. That's a name that I kind of glanced over going through the list but um it's either going to be nick bosa for me or it's going to be micah parsons and i think since micah parsons lost it late last year he's definitely the odds on favorite right now you know you look at this division the eagles throw the ball a lot i think he's going to be able to get to the quarterback there the commanders are going to throw the ball they have a really good wide receiver core and they have a young quarterback that's going to give uh 
give him some chance to get to the quarterback. And Sam Howell's probably going to make a lot of mistakes. And then you look at the final team in the division. Who am I, who am I missing, Grant? Giants. Eagles. Giants, yeah. He's like Giants, I mean, with Daniel Jones. I mean, he's going to make mistakes all over the field. He's going to get sacked a lot. Um, he runs the ball a lot. That gives uh, Micah Parsons a little more chance for sack opportunities. So I like Micah Parsons. I do think Micah Parsons, again, he's the favorite, and we don't always necessarily want to go with the favorites, but sometimes they are the favorites for a reason. Micah Parsons absolutely has a phenomenal shot to win this award. To your point, though, I have more faith in TJ Watt than you do because I actually like the Steelers as one of my sleeper teams this year. Could do think they could win 10, maybe 11 games. The problem is the AFC North is just so tough top to bottom that, that they're going to win games. They're going to have to really go about it the hard way because they've got the Bengals who we talk, we're going to talk about in future show when we do our playoff predictions, but we're both very high on the Bengals this season as far as how far they can get in the postseason. And then the Baltimore Ravens, think about them what you will, but they find ways to win 10, 12 games every regular season pretty much if they're healthy or not. So it's going to be tough for TJ Watt. Um, but like you were saying, Nick Bosa is not going to win it again. I love Sauce Gardner. I love Sauce Gardner, but I don't think the Jets defense is going to be as good this year as it was last year. Just because the precedent of the NFL is that teams rarely repeat as having one of the two or three best defenses in the league. So I think the Jets are going to take a step back. I, don't, I also don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to have as big of an impact as most people do. And then some of the other guys on the list, Max Crosby, the Raiders aren't going to be good enough. Aaron Donald didn't, he was injured last year. He also seemed to have lost some of his motivation having his contract in the Super Bowl ring. Chris Jones, feel like if you would have won it, it would have happened by now. Brian Burns, I don't think is there. Hassan Reddick doesn't have the name value. If I'm looking for real value on this list, the guy I like is at plus 4,000, and it's Roquan Smith. Reason for that being when the Ravens traded for him in the middle of last season, over the final nine weeks of football, they were second in points allowed and third in yards allowed. I think a full season with Smith in the middle, people will recognize his impact. Baltimore probably has to win the division for this to happen. So it would be then it would entail them upsetting the Bengals. But if they do that, do that, then for plus four thousand, I think Roquan Smith is a nice value play. Yeah, I like that. A Roquan Smith play. It's pretty sharp there, Grant. But yeah, I'm going to be staying on top of the board here, going with uh, with my guy, Michael Parsons. Top of the board for the Offensive Rookie of the Year is a man by the name of Bijan Robinson at plus 275. And still having trouble understanding why the Falcons took a running back, but I love Bijan, so we'll see. He's top of the list there. Bryce Young next in line, plus 450. Anthony Richardson, I'm interested to hear your take on this. He's third. He's ahead of C.J. Stroud, which I do find very interesting because we don't, we all also don't know if Richardson's going to start from day one because um, what's his name? Gardner Minshew is, is a capable backup. I certainly think it's a situation Minshew could play the first month of football and then Richardson goes in, which would inevitably put him behind in the race. After that, you've got Jameer Gibbs, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, the receivers, Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnston, Zay Flowers. Which one of these guys do you think has the best chance to win this award? So I think Anthony Richardson will start right away because if the Colts are playing for the future, it's to you know move forward. And I'm not saying Gardner Minshew's not a bad quarterback, but I am saying that he's not the quarterback of the future by any means. Like it's not like a situation where you have Ryan Tannehill and Will Levis. Um, you know, so I look at this award list. I really do like Jackson Smith and Jigba um, playing for the Seattle Seahawks. We saw Geno Smith elevate. 
last season, his play. And when you look at what JSN did in college, he did not play last year because of a hamstring injury. But in 2021, he was third in the nation receiving yards with over 1,600. Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson were in the same receiver room as him, and he rose to the top amongst that group. That gives me some excitement for him being in a loaded wide receiver room now um, with Tyler Lockett and with DK Metcalf, two guys who were taking up the majority of the reps there. So I think he's going to fit in very nice in the slot. He's very quick. He's got explosive ability after the catch. And quarterback-wise, I don't have a whole lot of faith in Anthony Richardson. I don't have a lot of faith in Bryce Young, and I, I know I believe you do, but I just can't bet on a quarterback that small. And then, um, you know, C.J. Stroud, I think the Texans are going to be terrible this year. So it's really hard for me to take quarterback. I'd rather lean to a team that we think is going to be good and a player that's going to contribute. I do love the JSN pick. He's probably my second favorite pick in this market. So I will say that I'm I'm going to pick against Tanner, but it's not me saying his pick is bad. I do love that JSN pick. To your point, he's going to be able to contribute immediately in a team and an offense that we know is going to be good. He's also playing alongside Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, so he's not going to be doubled up in the slot. He's going to be able to command the middle of the field. He's guaranteed practically to put up numbers as long as he stays healthy. He had that hamstring problem last year, but his last season where he played in college, he was utterly dominant. The pick that I like in this market is Bryce Young. Now, I do love it because he's at plus 450, which is an amazing value, but when you think about the fact the favorite is plus 275 you are obviously getting more value for this pick i understand that bryce young is a rookie quarterback rookie quarterbacks often struggle i mean trevor lawrence was really bad as rookie year peyton manning the guy with five mvps was terrible as a rookie and team went three and 13 but i do think that bryce young is in a division where not the toughest competition the buccaneers not that good saints not that good uh, the Falcons, uh, maybe the most talent on paper, but their quarterback situation is probably a bit of a mess, and they're probably not going to win many games. This whole division could go under 500, which if that does happen, maybe Young will have a tougher time winning the award. But he's got some solid players around him. He's got Frank Wright, guy who turned Carson Wentz to an MVP, went to a Super Bowl, and obviously won it with Nick Foles. And for the value, again, plus 450. I do like Bijan Robinson as a player, and this is the thing. Running backs do have – a less of an opportunity to make mistakes, I guess, because aside from fumbling the football, how does a running back mess up? You know, if they run the ball for zero yards on a play, who really cares? That's commonplace. Whereas someone like Bryce Young, who's five foot 10, he can throw a bunch of interceptions and all of a sudden his case is derailed. But from everything we've heard, he's got one of the best mindsets and the best understandings of a game a rookie quarterback ever has. His tape at Alabama was nothing short of elite. So I'm going to stick with Bryce Young here. I don't mind it. I think Bryce Young and uh, Bijan Robinson are both in the best position to win the award, obviously, because Bijan's going to get carries and Bryce Young's going to touch the ball on every play. But I don't think, I think Bijan has a better chance than Bryce Young. I'm just, I'm afraid of his size in the NFL and just how rookie quarterbacks are in general. And then the final market, we're going to talk about the defensive rookie of the year. The favorite to win this one with a little bit of separation here is Will Anderson Jr., plus 350. Only problem is he plays for the Texans, who are absolute dog water. Next is Jalen Carter at plus 650. Then you've got Tyree Wilson, edge rusher of the Raiders. Devin Witherspoon, Christian Gonzalez, pair of corners. Jack Campbell, who many people think the Lions reached on, but here he is at sixth in the odds. Lucas Van Ness, Nolan Smith, Emmanuel Forbes. Uh, looking further down the list, a guy who has a big name by because of his father, Joey Porter Jr. at plus 2,500. I'll start it off on this one. My favorite pick here is Christian Gonzalez, 
cornerback for the New England Patriots. The reason that I like this is this is a guy who's 6'1", 6'2", with 4'3 speed. He's going to be able to play in press coverage. He's going to be able to shut down receivers at the line of scrimmage. Very physical. Obviously got the speed to recover if he does get beat. And he's going to a Patriots defense, which is literally led by the greatest defensive mind in the history of football. And you can say Belichick has lost his fastball. You can say that the team isn't what it is. And while all of that is true, the defense has still been elite. They still get after the quarterback. They force turnovers. They were 11 and points allowed last year and when you think about how bad the offense was and how many bad situations the offense put the defense in that's really impressive for them so I think New England even though they are in a tough division I still think they're guaranteed to win a minimum seven games with the opportunity to go for more because of Belichick's coaching and Gonzalez is going to be the starter on day one I like him in this market yeah I like that uh, pick a locker and I think the Patriots are going to win eight games. I think they go over their win total. They could win nine. You know, you never know with this team, uh, especially with their improvement on the offensive side of the ball. I'm going to go with Jalen Carter, though. Defensive tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles. We know the Eagles are going to be in line to get back to the Super Bowl. That's going to help Jalen Carter's cause. And this team is so good. Like, you don't know how to attack the Philadelphia Eagles because they are good everywhere, right? And Jalen Carter is going to be a big piece of that inside. He was very good at Georgia. I know he had some off-the-field issues, but he's going to an Eagles team which is loaded with Georgia Bulldogs, and I think that's going to be able to keep him calm, keep him sane, you know, keep his head in the right spot as a rookie in the NFL. And if he does that, the sky's the limit for his performance this year. Yeah, he was one of the most dominant players last year. There was an argument that he was the best player in the draft. Now, I don't totally buy into that, but still, the fact you can get a guy like that at the ninth pick, it was a good job by the Eagles. Yeah, well, you know, his his little his little need for speed definitely helped with that. <laughs> yeah, it kind, of, it kind of fell into their lap, unfortunately. But guys... Before we get on out of here, we are desperate to know, what are your picks for these markets? You don't have to tell us all of them. Just give us your favorite picks, whether it's your favorite, the one you're betting on, what you think has the most value. Let us know in the comments section. We're always interacting with you guys. And that's going to do it for us. So, Tanner, why don't you get us on out of here and take us into the weekend? That was the greatest podcast in sports betting entertainment. This is Ride the Line. We're the back-to-back World War champions. And you know what? If you can't click a subscribe button, I don't know what's wrong with you. Smash it. We're giving winners every day. And we'll see you next time for another show. 